Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. It's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show, live from the Battery Atlanta, home of the Atlanta Braves. Listening to The Fan, 680 and 93.7. You can also listen and watch at 680thefan.com and get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Cumming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. 10 o'clock hour sponsor, Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. Adam Gillespie ready to roll as our show producer, engineer Matt Lear. Lear in the house. A holdover from the locker room show. Just call me Mr. Reliable, but Boy, that locker room show leaves the building in a hurry on Friday mornings. The weekend is here for those guys. And we are locked and loaded today. Chipper Jones will show up in just a moment. And David Pollock help me break down the college football scene coming up here in just a little bit. Let's get it started with the big take. Bucks, big take. Win game one. It's important for the Braves to take down the Phillies to get this series started. And there are multiple reasons why this is important. We need to send a message immediately that we're the superior team. It's only a five-game series, so game one normally is pretty critical. We're throwing our ace Spencer Strider while the Phillies go with their third best starter. Advantage Braves. We have the home field advantage and we need to keep it. I'd rather have it that way than the other. Win game one. Strider owns these guys. He dominated them this season going 4-0. Swarber, Turner, Harper, Real Muto, couldn't touch him. Truist Park is going to be electric. Folks, it's time to lay the hammer down, set the tone, and take charge of this series. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Braves Hall of Famer Chipper Jones. Chipper, always great to have you on the show, man. What do you believe the Phillies' mindset is entering this series against the Braves? They're coming in hot. It's pretty much the same as uh, any other series. You want to come in these first two games, and, I mean, you'd like to win both, but uh, ultimately you'll take a split. Um, You know, I think uh, from the Braves' perspective, game one is very important. Um, It's, uh, you know, with the prospects of uh, Wheeler and Nola in games two and three, uh, Wheeler's pitched very well against the the Braves this year and Nola's pitched really well of late. 
Um, so uh, game one is going to be, I think, paramount for for Atlanta. You know, the the, the boys are swinging the bats well. Um, they swung it really well during the uh, three inter-squad games, so looking for big things from the offense. Schiffer, you've been down this road so many times, winning the division. You've seen it a lot here recently, too, where we win the division. We've got some time off. We let the uh, watch the other teams play. Sometimes we win. Sometimes we don't. But it seems like this preparation plan we had this time was a little bit different, the intra-squad games. Did, did you like the preparation uh, plan they had set up this time? Well, I think it was much better, um, a lot better. A lot more uh, well thought out. Uh, I think uh, we learned valuable lessons. You know, back back in the day, uh, we had a day off after the last uh, game of the year, and, and everybody played, you know, two days after the season. Um, you know, so this is a little bit different uh, for me, and I know that the intensity was ramped up a lot more uh, in these inter-squad games than it would have been, say, had we – just had live batting practice or, or something like that. So, um, yeah, I think I think the guys responded well. Um, they came out. I, I can think of no better uh, better thing to have happen than for to to play an inter squad game and have some bragging rights over one of your pitchers. Or you know, I mean, I, I would have cherished <laughs> the ability to take John Smoles deep in an in inter squad game. <laughs> and, and round the base is nice and slow. So, uh, yeah, the guys have some fun with it. Um, we have fans in the stands, which uh, ramps up the intensity a little more. And, uh, yeah, last three days was very beneficial to both pitchers and, and hitters. Strider's been awesome this year, and it's a lot different than a year ago when he had to go where he was shut down for a month with that oblique situation. But he's coming in hot this year. Team, when he throws the team – has uh, has a twenty six and six record, and he's owned these guys, the Phillies. You expecting more of the same? Well, we certainly hope so. Um, you know, I I liken him to uh, to Smolsey. You know, speaking of Smolsey, uh, I think as the weather cools down, power pitching dominates in the postseason. Guys that pitch contact in the postseason don't have as much success as those who can miss bats once it starts cooling down. So. Uh, there's no, uh, I think I saw Smoltz's numbers in the postseason was like 15 and four uh, all time, as opposed to, you know, 500 records for, for Glavin and Maddox, who are more pitch to contact type of pitchers. Um, you're going to see that, uh, uh, I would think that Spencer Strider is going to follow along in those same footsteps, and hopefully it starts tomorrow. Max Freed looks like he's in good shape. The finger, uh, at least, he's fresh. He's, uh, you know, he's a ace for us here. We got, if this thing goes five, we got Strider and Freed going twice. Uh, sounds like a huge advantage coming in. It really does. Um, but this is, you know, you can't take anything for granted. Obviously, you like having, you'd like to finish it in four so uh, Freed could go game one of the LCS. I mean, obviously, you'd like to go, uh, you'd like to sweep these guys, but, uh, you know, this is a Philly team. It's a veteran ball club. They're kind of feeling themselves right now. They're coming into the postseason once again uh, on a on a high note. Um, but uh, we were just up in Philly 
two or three weeks ago with uh, a lot on the line then as well. And the Braves performed very well, winning three out of four. Um, so, you know, these guys are not they're, – they're not scared to go up there. They've been in, you know, hostile environments before. Um, but I'm really looking forward to a, a competitive uh, uh, competitive series. Uh, you know, if it does go five, you know, we do have Max Fried on the mound, most important game of the year, and that's kind of kind of the way you want it to play out. Talking Braves baseball with the legend Chipper Jones. Acuna's had an amazing season. We we may never see another season like the one he had. I think is is him. I look at him as sort of an X factor in this series. Uh, He's obviously super motivated, wants to be a part of a World Series championship team. How do you think they're going to get after him? Well, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to do a lot of the same things everybody else has done. You know, you take, you have to pitch. If he gets extended, he's going to kill you. They have to pitch him inside. You know, I just hope that, uh, you know, he doesn't get, uh, he doesn't get hit by one of them. Um, you know, the postseason is uh, a lot more about the unsung heroes than it is the the, the stars, you know. The, I think most teams will tell you they don't want the stars to beat them, but, uh, and that's why you get a Francisco Cabrera moment, you know, every now and again, or a Mark Lemke moment every now and again. And I really think that as deep as this lineup is, I really don't know if you can pitch around all the the stars that the Braves have because if you know if you're not going to pitch to Acuna, you got you know three or four other All Stars coming up right behind them, and that's that's uh, that's such a good thing. But uh, getting back to your point, Acuna has had a tremendous season, forty and seventy. I mean, that is so unfathomable to anybody who's ever played the game. Um, I, I still can't believe that he's done it, but you know, I hearken back to, to some of the times when I saw him coming up in double A and triple A and I was like, This kid's this kid's special. He's gonna be the best player in the game, uh, within a few years of breaking on the scene and uh he's uh he's he, he hasn't made me a liar, I can tell you that. The kid is uh, you come to the ballpark every day uh thinking that you might see him do something you've never seen before on a baseball field. Who would be the uh, un- unsung hero candidates here? Would it be uh, Murphy, Pilar, Rosario, Arcia, one of those guys? I really, for some reason, um, I, I'm I'm thinking Kevin Pilar. You know, I'm going I'm going off the off the grid here a little bit. Uh, you know, he's probably going to start tomorrow. Probably going to start a couple games in this series, and I just really feel like. Uh, you know whether he's he starts or comes off the bench to play defense late. That uh, it could be one of those, you know, free for all, all for nothing dives into the wall that you know Kevin Pillar is willing to do. Um, he's swinging the bat really well. I think he's gotten five or six hits in these inter squad games, so he's feeling good at the plate. I don't know for some reason I just got a feeling this this guy's going to get a big hit. Uh, in a big spot to help us win a ball game uh, here in this series. He just looks tough. He's mentally tough. I'm, I'm with you on that one. You know, my one concern, Chipper, is I look at that Phillies bullpen. They, they look like they're loaded up with these big arms down there. What, what would be your concern coming in? Uh, I, I would agree. I mean, uh, those guys 
certainly have a lot of firepower down there. Uh, so, you know, with Craig Kimbrell and two lefties, Alvarado and Soto, um, you know, we're going to have to, we've done pretty well against these guys uh, this year. I think we're eight and five and, um, you know, against them. So they've seen them a lot, you know, during the course of the year. So there are no secrets. That's what happens when you, play somebody in your own division uh, in the playoffs. Um, it, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if it gets a little chippy along the way, um, but uh, you're certainly looking at two really good teams uh, going at each other. Don't particularly like each other all that much. Two fan bases that certainly don't like each other all that much. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, like I said, it's got all the makings of a, of a five-game series. Truist Park will be electric. It has been most uh, the entire season. Braves fans are going to pack the house, and it's going to be fun, games one and two. And then you know it's going to be crazy up in Philadelphia. How do you control that adrenaline rush in these situations? Yeah, I think you just immerse yourself in the game. I think that's the best way to do it. Uh, so you got to you got to put some uh, cotton balls in the ears to help you. I never had to do that. I was just, I was just so tunnel visioned in on what was. Uh, going on between the lines, I think playing third base kind of helps with that because if you don't, if you don't have your uh, 100% focus on home plate, the next one could be in your ear. Um, so uh, it was it was pretty easy for me. Obviously, when you step in that box, you're tunnel visioned in on on what that pitcher is doing. So it, it's kind of the the downtime whenever you, you're not in the field or you're not at the plate where you really notice the intensity of the fans. Hey, it's, it, it's crazy. It's crazy in New York. It's crazy in Philadelphia. Um, but that's where the, the lights shine the brightest and, uh, the best players tend to show up when the, when the, when the game is on the line and the lights are brightest. Well, Chipper, thanks for showing up, man. We appreciate you. Thanks for the insight. Look forward to seeing you down the road. You got a book. Take it easy. Chipper Jones hanging out, talking Braves baseball here on the fan coming up next. Well, David Pollock's going to hang out. We're going to uh, keep it real, talk a little Georgia-Kentucky, get you ready for a big college football weekend. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Baseball with a 40-70 season. Truly incredible. 
been a great season. Now let's make a run for the World Series. Buck Ballou here on 680 The Fan, the home let's of the go. Braves. All of our coverage of the NLDS, sponsored by our good friends at Truist. We're getting ready for game one coming up tomorrow night. Awesome having Chipper Jones on. Chipper uh, playing a little golf yesterday. Must be nice. He played Peachtree for the very first time, and he said it was phenomenal. Boy, it'd be nice to get out there and hit it around a little bit. Lear, good job, buddy, getting the show started. David Holloway stepping in now as our engineer. He's got his Braves jersey on. Normally on Friday, Holloway's got his Ohio State gear on, but not today. Rep the A day, man. Got to rep the A. Yeah, rep the A, brother. All right, looking forward to the Georgia-Kentucky game tomorrow. we got a really good weekend of uh, college football uh, coming up tomorrow. Texas and Oklahoma, that's going to be awesome. Noon kickoff on that one, uh, as it always is. That's the final time in the Big 12 they're going to be matched up. So they make the move to the SEC where it just means more. Coming up starting next season. Alabama and Texas A&M, a 3.30 kickoff. That one... And College Station, where you know it's going to be wild and crazy there. Good luck, Crimson Tide. That's going to be tough trying to get a win there. That's a 3.30 kickoff on CBS. Nestler and Danielson will be making the call on that one. And then tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, undefeated Georgia, ranked number one, hosting undefeated Kentucky. Seems like they're always undefeated coming into the Georgia game about this time of the year. 4-0, 5-0, and then Georgia wins, and the bottom falls out for Kentucky. 7 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. And like any good quarterback would do, last night I was doing some more film study on Kentucky. You know, in preparation for the big game tomorrow night. And, yes, most of the focus was on the Kentucky defense. Cats enter this matchup coming off an impressive defensive performance against that Gator offense. But as I was watching last night, boy, Graham Mertz was lousy in the game. Just terrible. Holding the ball, missing open receivers, not even seeing them. Cats D-line, we've heard a lot about it this week. That defensive line for Kentucky is impressive. Front seven doing a really good job of shutting down the run game. But as I watch the video, I continue to believe this, and I've said it earlier in the week. I'm going to say it again right now. Carson Beck and this Georgia passing attack with these wide receivers, they can do some damage on this Kentucky secondary. Beck has done a really good job getting the ball out quick, throwing accurate balls. And as you saw on third down at Jordan-Hare last Saturday, he was spectacular on third down, third down in long situations. He dissected that Auburn defense. And the hope here is that Mike Bobo will lead with the passing game tomorrow night where the dogs have a big advantage. Kentucky obviously expecting Georgia to run the football, lead with the run game, or try to run it downhill. So I'm thinking run action shots, 
play-action pass. Taking some shot, vertical shots down the field. Getting the ball out on the perimeter quickly with the short passing game. I mean, if they're going to load up against the run and you have the talent in place to attack with the passing game, that seems like the smart thing to do. These Kentucky cornerbacks, doing a little research on them last night as I was watching the video. Phillips, uh, one of the corners, Hairston, the other. They're both uh, three-star guys coming out of high school. Not highly recruited. Hairston can run a little bit. He's long and lean. Then you got Phillips on the other side. He's a little bit undersized. His dad played at Kentucky, if that means anything. But I think on the perimeter of these cornerbacks, Georgia can take advantage of that. I mean, they, they got uh, Carson Beck can be targeting Brock Bowers, who totally dismantled Auburn last week. And I'm sure Kentucky's going to have an eye on him, try to cover him up. Then you got Lad McConkey back out there making plays, especially on third down. Reliable, dependable. Rosemary Jack Saint's been playing good ball. You got Dom Lovett, Ra Ra Thomas getting involved in this offense. That's right. I believe Georgia can exploit this Kentucky defense, hit some big shots, get the crowd going crazy, and walk away with a big win. I'm not afraid of Kentucky. And you Georgia fans shouldn't be either. Hey, the fan is the only place to be on college football Saturdays. Join the fan tomorrow we broadcast live at 11 a.m. to 2 from the $3 Cafe in Kennesaw with 680 game day. Come by and enjoy Georgia's best wings and coldest beer at the $3 Cafe in Kennesaw, 2700 Town Center Drive Northeast near Town Center Mall. $3 Cafe, Atlanta's best wings and family, uh, family-friendly sports bar here in Metro Atlanta. Go check those guys out and listen to our coverage here on The Fan, the college football voice of the South. All right, I wanted to talk a little Falcons football before David Pollock joins us. Falcons and Texans on Sunday. And do you know I like the Falcons on Sunday? Home against the Houston Texans. We're favored by a point and a half. And if you can recall, we started the season with two home games. We're 2-0 and at home down at MBS. Then we hit the road, and now we're on that two-game skid. We should be playing with an edge off those back-to-back losses. As you know, the Texans have this rookie quarterback, C.J. Stroud, that has really been playing well. But he's on the road here, playing uh, playing against an aggressive Falcons defense. Best I remember, the Texans struggled in that season opening game at Baltimore. They scored nine points on the road, taking on the Ravens. Now, they've done some good work since, going 30-plus in the three games since, but I think they're going to be running into a a situation much like they did in Baltimore to get the season started. Let's hear from the Falcons' defensive coordinator, Ryan Nielsen, who was talking about Stroud and this Texans' passing game. Yeah, they've done a really good job throwing the football. Um, look, he gets the ball out quick. He's decisive. 
he's got an arm. He can make all the throws. He's very impressive. He's a very impressive player when when you watch him on tape. And so, a lot of respect uh, that we have uh, for him. Uh, their scheme is man. It's those guys have done a great job. And so, it's going to be a big challenge. Uh, but I think our our back end. I think Jerry again. Jerry and Jack have done a great job of you know getting you know how we play in the secondary. You know, taking certain guys away and, and being able to play certain coverages and make it hard on the quarterback, you know, mentally to, to, to see things. Yeah, that's Nielsen. Let me give you the translation on what he was saying there. We're going to get after his butt. We're going to put his butt on the ground, the turf. Nielsen intense, man, and they are aggressive. I like it. That's it's refreshing to see what we're doing on the defensive side of the ball. Now, on the offensive side, it's a whole different story. Our Arthur Smith, our head coach, is running the show with the Falcons' offense. We're uh, struggling with uh, w- with the quarterback play. We're we're struggling allowing Pitts, London, to make plays in the passing attack. Let's hear from Dave Ragone, the quarterback coach and the so-called offensive coordinator. Talking about all this negative noise surrounding Desmond Ritter. Like what helps us, reality is we are kind of bunkered in. You know, we I look at it from a quarterback perspective of each play, how do we improve, get better, or hey, that's you're on the right track. And ultimately, whatever's on the outside or what's being said, like I'm not trying to be a cop out here, but th- that isn't really. I don't hear it. I don't get influenced by it. But ultimately, when it comes to that position. It's about moving on, let's roll, let it rip, be clear, right? Clear the mind and let's have fun and let's go. Yeah, I would be comfortable if we could run the football effectively and not rely on Ritter cutting it loose. Probably not the best-case scenario if we're relying on him to beat up on the Texans with the passing attack. So let's run the football, play good defense, force some turnovers, give them some short fields, give us some short fields. And let's come away with victory on Sunday. What do you think? Sounds like a winner to me. All right, let's. Uh, we got David Pollock ready to roll here. Let's let's go early to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 24, sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's bring on David Pollock. He joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Georgia football legend, volunteer assistant for North Oconee, avid golfer, great dad and husband, friend of the show. DP, how's it going, man? I am great, brother. You don't you don't mention that South Forsyth matchup with North County, do you? Yeah, I didn't really talk too much about that. You guys got the best of us. It was, it was a good night for us. Good night. Hey, let's start with this. Who's the best college football team you've seen this season? Oh man, what a great question. Um, usually at this time of the season, I think we we know like we've got a good idea of who the best team is. Um, year after year, but man, I, I think you could say a number of teams. But the, when when I say they play the best, and, and I think they're the best team, I, the best I think I've seen is Florida State. Man, I mean they just, I, I think they've got Duke. They're a legit problem on offense with Jordan Travis and the way he can run around, the way they can run the football, 
Um, the way he can run the football, six foot four, six foot seven wide receivers out wide that they throw jump ball to like crazy. They got pass rushers. Um, you know, I just I think they're. I think when when they play at their best, I feel like Florida State's been the best team in the country. Yeah, and I've been thinking the same thing. I've had them number one in our power rankings every week since the LSU victory they had. Then they went up to Clemson and took care of business. Really impressed with them. Some people are saying Texas. Yeah, and I, I see I see why they're saying that. I mean, you, you can definitely see the line of scrimmages are way improved. Um, Quinn Ewers has unlimited talent. Um, when Quinn Ewers plays uh, discipline, plays good foot, does good footwork with his feet and plays within himself. That dude is, he takes the back seat to very few people in the world with his arm talent. So I think Texas is, is, is a really, really good team too. And with, with the Texas you saw versus Alabama, like really good, like putting hairs, I would say Jordan Travis and that offense might be a little bit harder to defend. Um, but I, but I do think Texas is one of those teams you put in that conversation firmly. Who's the best out of the Big Ten? We got three teams looking good right now: Michigan, Ohio State. I'm impressed with Penn State. Penn State's got some dudes, man. And and speaking of quarterback, Drew Alar, to start the season, I was like, dude, do they finally have a guy? You know, like Penn State, they've got caretakers year after year and uh, missing something. I still worry, Buck, about their ability to run the football, but but their ability to rush the passer, their athleticism on defense. Um, with Chop Robinson and company and King in the back, like they got some, they got some dudes. Um, so I, when I, if I, I think Penn State's right up there. I think Michigan has been dang consistent. I think, you know, it's funny. I feel like everybody in college football is kind of taking a step back, like the main powerhouses. But to me, but Michigan looks the same. Like they look the same as they have. They look a great running game. Two great running backs, a quarterback now with more experience that can run around, a defensive line that's physical, a defensive a defense that's really, really good. So Michigan, again, another team in the conversation. Yeah, and of course Georgia and Alabama in the mix too. I got to see Alabama in person this past Saturday night out at Miss uh, Mississippi State and you know, just continue to, to wonder What'd about uh, them as, as far as the quarterback production goes. And, and Georgia hadn't played their best game yet. Hopefully that happens uh, coming up against Kentucky. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Um, I think we got some legit problems on defense. And, um, you know, I think linebacker play becomes very easy when you've got really good defense alignment up front that makes things clear. Um, I was worried about what I saw last week. I saw a lot of indecision. Um, I saw guys that they got to be able to pull the trigger, make plays, tackle guys in space. Um, then I was a running quarterback, which is different than um, Kentucky. I tell you what, Buck, you look before the season, you're like, where's a good home game for Georgia? Well, I think Kentucky's a really good team. And a night game is huge. This atmosphere, like, if you haven't been to Athens, like, you know, this is the one of the. If you, if you haven't been there, you need to know. This is one of the best in the in the country. It's so loud and it makes such an impact. So glad this game's at home. Glad the Ole Miss game is at home. But I do think the linebacker position as a core, as a whole, outside and inside, um, is going to have to play better down the stretch than they did last week. Because last week will not get it done. You know, I think this is really fun in college football. Normally, like you said a minute ago, you. We could have identified the top team by now, but this thing looks wide open right now. 
Yeah, makes it fun. And, and just in time, we're going to a 12-team playoff, hopefully, in, in a year. And how fun would it be to be able to have that discussion and go, man, I see six teams that can win. You know, I, normally we're putting it, ah, there's, there's Alabama, there's Georgia, there's, you know, there's Ohio State, like those three. And listen, when, when those three, to me, you know, have their quarterback figured out to start a season, you can go ahead and pencil them in. That's gonna, it's going to be that way. Because um, the most important position, and they're recruiting at the highest level consistently every year. But, um, but yeah, it's been kind of fun to watch and a lot of parity. And, honestly, if you're a football team that's still in the mix and staying in the mix, beauty contest doesn't mean crap this year. Survive and advance. If you beat Kentucky by one, so be it. You barely beat South Carolina, nobody cares. Like, just keep surviving and advancing, and you're going to have a chance to win this thing. This Georgia-Kentucky matchup, gosh, it was physical uh, way back when I played. Uh, I'm guessing it was physical when you played, and it's certainly a physical matchup right now. Uh, can the dogs elevate and play that physical run game? Well, I think I think a couple things. Have they announced that Lucky's going to be back yet? I hadn't seen it. I think I think Lucky's going to be back this week. Um, I think that, that really helps the ground game. I think you can do more 12 personnel. Um, Delp's more of a receiver than, than, than an inline tight end and, and a you know, great blocker. Um, so that helps. One other thing, too, if you watched last week, like I think what makes this offense go and makes this offense even better and operate at a higher level. Like How good did we look, Buck, when you had McConkie and Bowers on the same side? Like It made a world of difference. Like. McConkey knows where he's supposed to be. He's a great receiver. He can get separation. He knows how to read defense. Bowers is a human chief code. So I think this offense, I've been impressed with Carson Beck. Like what he's been able to do in his first several starts and first years as a starter, I trust him. I believe him. But I do think he'll get tested because Kentucky's got statistically the, the best defense in the SEC. We know who they are. They're physical. Mark Stoops, is, that's what he does, man. Stoops, he brings that brand and that, that you know that tough Midwest toughness, and they're going to hit you in the mouth. They're going to be big on the offensive line, big on the defensive line, and you know they're going to bring. They're going to come ready to play. Defensively, where can Georgia elevate their play? Uh, is is Michael Williams an X factor, a guy that could break out uh, the second half of the season and really make a difference? Well, how do you see it defensively? I think he has to. I mean, I think he's going to have to be one of those guys that really can get his. Get after the passer because we, we, you know, we, we move him around and we can move him inside and we can put him on the edge. We can do different things um, with him. But he's he's one of the few guys along with Brinson. Like these guys have to really have to get more explosive, create more tackles for a losses. They got they got to do a better job rushing the quarterback. Like um, you know, one one thing this defense has, this defense has the best one-two punch at safety in the country. I mean, and, and I'll say this: Dan Jackson ain't no dang scrub neither. He's a really good player. So how do you use Malachi Starks? How do you use Dan and Bullard and all those guys together? You know, do you put three safeties on the field? Is that what this defense turns into more of? Michael Michael and Brenton and company are going to have to step up for sure. David, you're doing a lot of speaking these days. How does somebody contact you for a speaking engagement? You can reach out to me on socials. It's a good way to, to reach out. And then my buddy Shane actually does it. Shane at Pollock Family Foundation um, handles all of that stuff uh, for me. So, Buck, who would have thunk it, bro? Your, your defensive line friend 
defensive lineman friend going and speaking all over the place and people actually wanting to listen. Yeah, and you're making a big impact there, man. Proud of you. You missing the game day thing? Not in the slightest, Bo. I mean, but I love associating now with everybody in college football. Uh, Saturday is absolutely amazing. Like, that I get to kick my feet up and sit my fat butt on the couch is absolutely <laughs> awesome. DP, thanks for the time and insight, man. We appreciate you. Absolutely. Have a great one. Thanks, man. Yeah, great having Pollock on. Hey, a reminder, we've got our 14th annual green card up for sale right now. We're hooking you up six rounds of golf with a cart for only $199. Get those cards now at 680thefan.com. All right, coming up next, I'm going to drop my Braves-Phillies pick and uh, have my picks of the week, too. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Riley going to take off here, 3-2, and two, 2 down. There goes Austin, pitch on the way, driven down the right field line towards the pole for the record! It's a home run! And a 70-year record has fallen here at Truist Park on his 54th home run of the year, and the Braves have the lead. 2-1 Atlanta. Yeah, what do you say? Let's keep this fun going. And beat the Phillies. Man, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? I know the fans are motivated. They got us last year in the LTS. We got to flip the script in this one, though. Looking forward to the game. Game one coming up tomorrow night. You can hear it right here on the fan, the home of the Braves. I believe it's that time of the week where I need to step up. And you know the suits at 680 The Fan, they they have pointed this out multiple times to us on-air hosts. That there are a lot of people that gamble on football whether it's college or pro, and that we need to cater to those folks. Kincaid was all over this back during our 20-year run here at the fan. So I feel like, you know, i got to continue the tradition, right? Let's get to the picks of the week. And I'm going to go with two out of college football. Go Oklahoma-Texas. That Red River rivalry uh, last season, I, I think uh, Texas is still running up and down the field scoring points on them. Texas favored by five in this one. Texas is battle-tested. Hey, they even won in Tuscaloosa earlier this year, you remember? They are more talented than Oklahoma, especially their defensive line. Look, Dylan Gabriel didn't play in last year's game for Oklahoma. He's playing at a really, really high level this year for the Sooners. But that defensive line for Texas might be the best in college football. 
So I think he's going to be under a lot of uh, pressure in the game. Ewers, I think the key to this one is Ewers not turning the ball over. I like Texas, and I, I'll give up the five points in this one. I think Texas walks away with a uh, 31-24 victory, so they cover that five-point spread. So I like Texas. I'm going with the Longhorns. All right, in the SEC West showdown, we got Alabama going to College Station. Last I checked, Texas A&M, a one-point favorite in the game. I got a chance to see Alabama live and in person last Saturday night against Mississippi State. I can't say I was that impressed. This Alabama pass protection is not real good. And the Aggies, a lot like Texas, their defensive line, really impressive. They lead college football in sack rate. Milrow, now he can avoid the pressure, but he holds the ball way too long back in that pocket looking for open receivers. I like the uh, offensive coordinator matchup. I like Petrino doing a better job than Tommy Reese the Alabama offensive coordinator, and I like the fact Texas A&M is going to have the 12th man advantage. So I'm going to take the Texas A&M Aggies, and I'll take that one point, although I don't believe they're going to need it. All right, now to the National Football League. Looking through the, uh, the games there, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. I'll give up the four points. They host the Cowboys out on the left coast. 49ers have whipped Dallas the last two years in the playoffs. I think this will be a good competitive game. San Francisco offensively uh, really balanced, uh, doing a great job both running it and throwing it. they got a difference maker in McCaffrey who's going to run it and catch it. Brock Purdy has been really effective against pressure defense. And uh, the Giants blitzed him 84% of the time. And they uh, just dusted the Giants. So he gets the ball out quick. Cowboys have some offensive line issues. And that San Francisco defensive line, sort of the theme of the picks, that defensive line for the 49ers is really, really good. So that's going to give Dak some problems. Uh, Third down is going to be big. Cowboys have been really good on third down. But that San Francisco defense, I really uh, like in this situation playing at home. I'm going to take San Francisco, give up the four think they'll win this one like 30 to 23 covering the spread uh braves are going to win this series against the phillies in four games we're going to win the first two games here at home go to philly and get a split and the braves move on to the national league championship series and the phillies call it a season that's the way i see that one going And the picks today brought to you by our good friends at Ace Hardware, locally owned and operated. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Hey, don't forget our uh, Friday night game of the week on Extra 106.3. We got Walton, one of the best teams in the state, playing North Cobb. They are loaded up, too. Got that running back heading to Clemson, our player of the week two weeks ago. So uh, check that one out on Extra 106.3, Walton and North Cobb. Then you can stick around After the game, if you're out and about watching high school football like I'm going to be, I'll be at South Forsyth 
taking on Milton, watching my two boys play. And we'll flip on the radio, check out 680 The Fan, and get that scoreboard show, getting scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School scoreboard show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Rest in peace, Dick Butkus. Middle linebacker for the Monsters of the Midway, the Chicago Bears, one of the all-time NFL greats. Man, he was intimidating. And I've been asked uh, from time to time, Baloo, what was the most intimidating player that you ever faced? Well, it was another Chicago Bears middle linebacker and one of the all-time greats, Mike Singletary. Let me just say his intensity was unmatched. And get a load of this. I faced Mike Singletary in my very first game at Georgia. Freshman year, season opening game, Georgia versus Baylor. Singletary's the middle linebacker. And I made a critical mistake. First play from scrimmage that I was in the game. Called the play in the huddle. We went to the line of scrimmage. The mistake was looking Singletary in the eyes. The intensity through the roof. In fact, I forgot the snap count. Had to lean up to Ray Donaldson, our center, and say, hey, Ray, what's the snap count? For, is it on one or two? He said it's on one. I handed it to Willie McClendon and said, okay, I'm not going to look in Singletary's eyes ever again. All right, that's going to do it for the Blue Show this week. Appreciate Chipper Jones and David Pollock making time for us. Adam Gillespie, another great work on the job as our producer, David Holloway, Matt Lear, engineer today. We appreciate you guys. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. Back on Monday. Hope you'll join me then. Got Nick and Chris. Although Chris is out of town, I believe. But those guys are coming up next here on The Fan. Go hey. Braves! Hey, it looks like we finally had that perfect show. I wonder what the difference was. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.